Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. It's the live Monday night edition of Free Talk Live, and it's Mark. And Adam. Adam Kokesh is in, in the studio with us. Adam, you just rolled into the free state, isn't that so? Literally, I and I already had my first incident with one of your very friendly law enforcement officers. <laughs> you got protected and served? That's I did, awesome. I did. Actually, I have to say, uh, you know, from, from watching that video, 130 reasons to, to move to Keene about how friendly police officers are here. Uh, th- th- my first encounter really lived up to that expectation. Although after seeing what happened at the dance party just recently with the the, the pepper spray to the face while handcuffed incident, um, I, I was treated a little bit better. But it seemed uh, well, I was fortunate to have uh, Eddie Free in the car with me, and and he thought the officer recognized me and was smiling when I said he asked me what's the hurry. Well, I'm I'm on my way to host a radio show and I'm running a little bit late. Well, I don't. I you know maybe the maybe the officer did uh, recognize you. Every experience I've had with uh, the local police has generally been pretty good, and it's I think largely because they don't benefit financially. The towns don't benefit financially from tickets in New Hampshire. The state does, so the cop doesn't make any his organization doesn't make any money by giving you a ticket. Well, there's also got to be this like seven o'clock blackout effect in new hampshire right where all of the lawbreakers stop doing what they're doing and and sit in front of their radios and, and listen to the show right <laughs> so he's he's going oh it's almost seven o'clock i can get one more speeder oh he's oh he's with that show yeah oh um, i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> come on you've got to have that kind of notoriety with the local police here by now ian certainly does i you know if he has any notoriety it's with the keen cops and i know you didn't get stopped by a keen cop <laughs> and uh fortunately you didn't have uh you, you didn't tell him hey i i'm a free stater which <laughs> Not going to do particularly well for you at ticket time. So you are uh, here from uh, New York City. You stopped off uh, at the Freedom Fest. Liberty Fest. Liberty Liberty Fest, Fest too. Yes, it was an awesome experience. That was Saturday night. And you did some speaking there? Yeah, I did. What did you talk about? Well, I I wanted to talk about 9-11 and put it in context because I I think a lot of of people in the the freedom movement who, when they think about 9-11, instantly go to... Well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I got to question the government's story. And if you start your train of thought with, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm not a truther, don't slander me, don't don't make me sound like a crazy extremist, well, then you're not even going to be able to talk about the issue and put it into context. And so I wanted to talk about it in that sense and, 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 and make it clear that, you know, if, if you are one of the people who believes that uh, we need to question the official government story about what happened, if, if nothing else, like, uh, you know, I... Personally, I'll tell you, I, I don't believe it was an inside job, but I, I do believe it is absolutely imperative that we question the government. So I'm kind of like so Tony Schaefer on this one. So I, I, I would agree with you. I do not. I, I find the inside job story to be um, and I'm skeptical of that one. However, I, I wonder why we need to question the, uh, you know, the veracity of the government story <laughs> uh, 10 years later. <laughs> well, no. And, and that was actually one of the points I was making is that it, it's not that important, and I do think a lot of people take it too far, but we shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. I mean, it's the 10th anniversary. Can we can we look back and say, well, geez, it's really been used to screw over this country. And oh, yeah. regardless of whether uh, you, what, what you think happened that day, it, 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 the terrorists who have come out and said what they have said, uh, or, or allegedly, what they wanted to do was not kill 3,000 people 10 years ago. What they wanted to do was make America look like it looks today, and we've fallen right into their trap. So we were talking about, is there going to be another attack yesterday, which was then 
tomorrow. Yes. So, um, <laughs> and it was uh, my my point was well, there's it, it it doesn't really matter because once you've got an animal trapped in a cage, you don't need to poke him. We've already fallen into the trap as a country. To use the the collectivist language in it's wrong context. A, a new article, a new uh, poll just came out, and it ranks um, among uh, of all the effective ways of reducing the threat of terrorism since nine eleven, and all the different ways the government's done it, and ranks them. The bottom two are the war in Afghanistan and the war in Iraq. <laughs> so um, is number one taking our freedom away so they don't hate us anymore? Yes, that's exactly yes. what it is. It's increasing airport building security. <laughs> but you've got to understand that this is only. <laughs> This is only um, a ranking of what has been done. So 84% of the public is for increasing airport and building security. And, you know, I mean, of if I had to choose between whether or not uh, there was an invasion of Iraq or airport and building security, I will take the airport and building security because so far the TSA has killed far fewer people than the United States military has in Iraq. That's a good point. And that's, I'm not, I am not for it. Please do not send me emails because <laughs> of that. But, um, you know, I- interesting, there's a, there's an article out of uh, antiwar.com today that says that uh, yesterday there were two security threats where F-15, F- F-16 fighters were scrambled to escort airliners after uh, terror threats were declared. Uh, one in, in a widely uh, reported breaking story, a pair of uh, fighter jets were scrambled to escort an American Airlines jet to uh, JFK because apparently this pilot became spooked by, a pa- by passengers' frequent trips to and from the restroom. Mm-hmm. Federal air marshals aboard Flight 34 from Los Angeles to JFK were able to resolve the situation when passengers complied with their instructions. Police officials said, and the pilot then radioed that the situation was under control and the plane landed, landed safely. Did, did they mention how much those jets cost to get in the air just I have for the day? no idea. I mean, the idea that they put F-16s in the air because... Three guys were going potty too much. <laughs> uh, apparently, the three male passengers were questioned upon arrival, and no charges were filed against them. So, you know, I'm sure they were patted down and everything was, um, you know, checked out in every way, shape, or form. But these guys apparently had a little too much coffee, and it's a national security emergency. I mean, how scared have we gotten? Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm very disappointed to know that the 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 F uh, the, the they're taking away another. Uh, Another TSA punchline from us because now we we won't have to take our shoes off pretty soon. And you think yes. with the technology we have, like re- really, just just now, finally, like it's it's coming to. That. I don't know where what's behind this, but Janet Napolitano, maybe she's going to be running for some elected office. Maybe this is one of Obama's campaign. We're going to throw out all the goodies. Look, you don't even have to take your shoes off when you fly anymore. <laughs> I wonder how that much same we thing. care. I wondered the same thing. You know, is is this an election thing? Well, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't care. I'll take it. I mean, to me, it's ludicrous. They can look through your clothes. They can't look through your shoes. Look, my shoes are made of the same stuff my clothes are. There's leather here. There's rubber here. There's fabric here. Why, why can't you look through this? But somehow or another, they couldn't handle the second incident, apparently requiring fighter jets involved two people aboard a plane who really had terrible timing, um, decided apparently to make out in an um, airplane bathroom. And uh, that didn't go so well. Didn't they know it was 9-11? Right. I mean, that's a really bad idea. If you're going to make out in an um, airplane bathroom, (laughs) 9-11 is not the day to do it. And especially if you're going to pick a 9-11, don't do it on number 10. (laughs) So... Apparently, um, the these folks were detained. Three people were detained. Two people made out in the bathroom. Three people were detained. 
How did that happen? I don't know, man. <laughs> if it made sense, it wouldn't be the yeah. government. Apparently, they had a, a blanket over all three of them or something. I'm not sure. Uh, no arrests were, <laughs> were made in that case, but they did uh, take them into custody well, for questioning. This, you know what? This is this is just really bad technique because I, I remember even as a kid reading, trying to figure out how to join the Mile High Club. You're supposed to get ready in your seat ahead of time. So that your time in the bathroom is minimized, Minimized. right? Somebody screwed up here. I I can't see how you can fit two people in one of those bathrooms. I mean, I just... I don't know how one properly, uh, you know, takes a. I think you just have to get lucky on one of those planes that's really unoccupied and the lights are turned out at night. uh, One of those red eye flights. It would seem to me that I was on maybe one plane where I could put up both of the uh, arms and I went to sleep across the the seats flat. Best sleep I ever had on an airplane. That that moving the thing back four and a half inches so that you can really rest comfortably that just doesn't work for me. My head ends up like cranked down sideways, my chin touching my chest, and it just totally doesn't work. But uh, I just thought people would want to know exactly how their uh, tax money on nine eleven was being spent, and it was being dumped into uh, jet fuel in, in for uh, F-16s that were keeping us safe. Which from- is a fraction of what's being dumped in the Middle East. Yeah. Gropers and peers. That was uh, <laughs> well, that was what it was. 855-450-3733. Am, am I too cynical? Should, should we be supporting our, our TSAs and air marshals for this? 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855 to get vapor or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line here on the live Monday night edition of Free Talk Live. It is Mark with you and Adam. That's right, Adam Kokesh sitting in here on the, in the Free Talk Live studios. You've been hearing about bitcoins for a while now, but maybe you don't know how to get them. Well, there's an easy way. You can get bitcoins by depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the U.S., including Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Once you have your bitcoins, you can use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees or third parties getting involved. It works just like a person-to-person cash exchange, but you can do it on the Internet. To learn more, visit exchangebitcoins.com. Again, it's exchangebitcoins.com. I went and got my account today. Uh, This sounds like a great service. It's quite new, exchangebitcoins.com. And Adam, um, you know, you've got a, a long history in the, the liberty movement. Uh, you've, uh, Most I, people refer to it as a checkered past. <laughs> okay, a checkered past. <laughs> you were involved in um, Iraq Veterans Against the War. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ran a campaign out of New Mexico right. for, 
for Congress. Congress, that's right. I wasn't sure whether it was Senator uh, House, but um, come on, I'm not, I'm not old enough to be a senator. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> if I would have thought about it, I remember uh, talking to one of your campaign guys about your district, so therefore it would have to have been uh, for <laughs> uh, for House. And you had a radio show in New Mexico, right? Is that right? That's when we started Adam versus the Man, AM 1550 KIVA, and they carry the Saturday show. Sweet, and uh, I think they carry us too. <laughs> no, your Saturday. That's what I mean. They carry your Saturday oh, show. I see. They carry our Saturday show. Great. Yes. And then Adam versus the man morphed into? We got picked up by RT America. Yes, Russia Today, the foreign government-sponsored propaganda network. And, <laughs> I don't uh, think you're allowed to say it, Russia Today anymore. I think you have to call it RT. Oh, <laughs> darn. Uh, no, that, that wasn't in my contract. But I did have full editorial control explicitly, which might have had something to do with uh, why... The show only lasted four months, but what it, you, it ended okay. well, and um, I'm, I'm I was really happy to have the experience and the opportunity to get the uh, that freedom propaganda out on cable television. It was an amazing opportunity. I learned so much, and, and we were able to reach a lot of people with it, and really, I think, uh, bring people in. The show didn't set off any of my propaganda meters, so it uh, seemed fine. But I, 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 use just, a, I use a broad definition. I think you have to these days. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, make sure the folks knew who they were listening to. Let's go to. Andrew in Kansas. Andrew. Hey, how's it going? All's well. Well, uh, yeah, just calling in. I uh, just wanted to let you guys know what uh, Department of Homeland Security has been up to. A uh, little story that happened to me about two weeks ago. I'm um, just hanging out at home, and I got a knock on the door, and a U.S. Marshal and a Missouri State Patrolman came by. They were sent by the FBI, and they uh, came by to ask me about my tattoo. I have a 1776 tattooed on my left forearm. Terrorist. And, yeah, they came by to make sure I wasn't going to blow up any buildings or try to overthrow the government anytime soon. So, but, uh, wait yeah, a second. <laughs> so you're telling me that somebody saw your 1776 tattoo and, the, uh, and some kind of government agency came to ask you questions about it? Yeah, well, uh, I was actually arrested uh, probably about three months ago and okay. the cops took note of it. But, um, you know, information travels pretty well now. Now, that, 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 I find that, that amazing. And so what were you arrested for a few months ago? Um, it was nothing related. It was, I skipped uh, warrants or uh, skipped court. It wasn't for buying and, uh, too much fertilizer or something? No. <laughs> okay, because that would be bad. Nothing like that. All right. So um, they and this is what they asked you about. They asked you about your tattoo. What's it signify to you? Um, are you mm-hmm. you know, do you ever feel like you want to hurt somebody in the government? That kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, you know, my uh, Gadsden flag waving out in front of my garage didn't help. No, probably. So. not. Well, I mean, think about what that means, though, to the average government employee whose paycheck is uh, the equivalent of the royalties from the crown in 1776. It is a legitimate threat to them, as it should be taken as a legitimate threat. It's a threat to their job. <laughs> it may not be a threat yeah. of violence, but it is a threat to the, uh, threat to their job. I mean, you know, I, there, there's something to be said for it. So what would you take away from the experience, Andrew? Um... You know, not much. Just trying to lay low, I guess. Um, yeah, you know. Would you? Just uh, going to keep doing what I'm doing, and we'll see what happens, I guess. So, uh, you know, besides the uh, Gadsden flag and the 1776, do you do any kind of uh, activism? Um, you know, every once in a while there's a protest around here, mm-hmm. and I'm a member of the Libertarian Party, 
So none of these things look good uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, to the government and the the folks the folks putting out the MIAC report. I can assure you of that. Well, yeah. I you know I I have no advice for you. <laughs> I mean, these things, are, all these things, should be protected freedoms. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, one might ask why you opened the door to them in the first place. It was probably mm-hmm. you were just in- interested, though. Yeah. So uh, that's I, uh, that's happened to me before, where where y- I'm doing something suspicious of some kind, usually connected to some kind of activism, and I always relish that moment. Yeah. When the cop or law enforcement officer or government agent whatever decides this is interesting i I always want to like jump into that and talk to them then and figure out why i can't blame them for opening the door i mean i want really really are there is there a terrorist somewhere with this tattoo i mean come on (laughs) and there's there's (laughs) there are some interesting things to be said and and, you know the fact is that some people like to charm snakes too and um you know if these vipers strike you're screwed uh andrew i I hope all the best to you. I, you know, I, I don't have any advice. I'm not going to say get rid of your tattoos. I'm not going to say pull down your Gadsden flag because I think that these are, you know, these are legitimate freedoms that you have, and and they shouldn't have come and bothered you. But at the same time, I'm not surprised well, in any way, shape, or form. I have some advice if that's what you're trying to Again, get at, yeah, Mark. Um, if 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 you're having such a positive reaction, because that is a positive reaction as far as I'm concerned, putting them on notice. Keep up the good work. Sounds good. Thanks, Andrew. 855-450-3733. Let's go to Corey in Florida. Corey? Hello. How are you? Hi, uh, I'm good. What did you call about? Yeah, I'm second. Uh, what did you call about? Um, I was, I called for the um, uh, TSA comments. Yes. Said, you know, what do you guys think on the TSA? I say, um exactly what Ron Paul, what I heard Ron Paul say just at that last debate, um, privatized it, privatized it like uh, how bank truck securities. I don't exactly like the banks, but I'll give them this. They can pay for themselves. Yeah, they seem to be. They seem to be going along. They they provide a service. If they, you know, there is one service that banks provide, which is keeping your money safe. That's one of the reasons that people uh, to use them. However, they do a lot more, and it's uh, you know pretty dangerous stuff. But yeah, I mean the the companies that drive around armored trucks. Amazingly, they're able to keep that money secure, and you don't need the government for that. Well, you can't just privatize the TSA, and I and I really wouldn't support that. You got to rip it off like a band aid. And uh, and just say we're gonna let the airlines take it from scratch for themselves, and then fill in the blanks well, with the saying, demands of saying. the market. Yeah, I'm not saying an instant privatization. Um, a slow handover. Yeah, I'd say give them three months' warning and then cut them off completely. I'll tell you, they 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 sure stuck it to us real quick after 9/11. So I wonder how slow we have to go. I mean, we went from here, you know, from there to no more fingernail files and water bottles pretty darn quick zero to finger up the button 60 seconds that's right Corey. thanks for the call 855 453 do we have to do we have to slowly downsize the tsa maybe there's an argument for it this your family today tip is brought to you by ovaltine give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best visit us at ovaltineusa.com Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. 
For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Monday night edition of Free Talk Live with, with Mark. And Adam Gogesh. That's right. You can give us a call at 855-450-3733. Get involved in the show. We have an interactive show. We've got an interactive website. Go to freetalklive.com. You can upload stories, blog posts, whatever you'd like. I guess you link to them is probably the proper term. You link to stories and blog posts, whatever you'd like. You can vote up other people's submissions. They can vote yours up. You can vote them down. Whatever you'd like. It's freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That ought to cover shipping and handling for you. Just use coupon code FTL at ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever you'd like. Here's David in Florida. David. David. Hey, guys. What's up? All's well. What you like to talk about? Well, well, I want to say hey to Adam. Good hearing your voice again, man. Thanks. Loving it here in the Shire. <laughs> Actually, I had two questions. I'm down here in Florida, and I was thinking about doing a lemonade stand this weekend and having the kids work it. Don't Are do it. Don't, do, don't, do it. don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. You dangerous, violent extremist you. How dare you? Selling lemonade without a permit. Sorry, say that again. Even in Florida, huh? Oh no, I say I'm. I was totally being sarcastic. I'm I'm excited that people are taking up causes like this. And what we saw from that, uh, you know, that the event with uh, with Eddie Free and Meg McLean and Will Duffield uh, getting arrested, and uh, Cassie uh, getting arrested in 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 D.C. for vending without a permit. I thought it was brilliant and really to, to. to yeah, to, to 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 I mean, when I turned eighteen, you know, when I was a kid, actually, when I was when I was before I turned eighteen, I always promised myself when I turn eighteen, I'm not going to forget about all the people that don't have the privileges granted by the government that I have as a legal adult, and and when I turn twenty one, I'll buy alcohol for all the kids who aren't. But uh, you know, I, I think that's one of the cool things about the lemonade protest in particular, the lemonade stand. Uh, you know, as as an act of civil disobedience, doing an unpermitted lemonade stand to say this is a basic economic right that we should not be denying children. Hard to argue with that. So, David, well, you want to teach them? You want to teach them capitalism? I mean, we're you know that's what America was built on, right? You want to teach them empowerment. You want to teach them the ability to to serve others in a way that makes them more functioning members of society, that makes them more prosperous. I think that's a better way to put it, because capitalism doesn't mean the same thing to the, to the same folks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's almost a term that's not worth that, using anymore because it's just been so trashed and distorted. Some people think that means that you want to, uh, you know, run indigenous tribes out of their homes and exploit the workers and whatever else it means. True. True. Anything well, else? Here? One more at you. Yeah. Wait, 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 no, no, tell us, tell, sorry, go back, tell us about the, the, the action that you have planned for, for a lemonade stand demonstration. Well, a nice little rural neighborhood down here in Florida, and I was just going to have them sit out front and see if we could draw any attention from it, and, uh, yeah, you know, let them experience the free market on their, on their own firsthand. So, you're, you're going to have your, you're going to ha- have your kids do this as, as children should in America. 
Yeah, wouldn't you think? Isn't it sad that you, you, you uh, in doing so in, in 2011 in America, you're compelled to call into a radio show about it and, and, and act like it, it, this is something to be nervous about almost? It, it is sad. It is extremely <laughs> sad, the state that our government's in right now. Indeed. But I did want to ask, if I may, I, I surfed to the, the History Channel all weekend in, in hopes of seeing something about uh, World Trade Center 7. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm one chance. of those guys. Um, and I thought I found it. They had the mysterious building that fell. Oh, yeah? It ended, up, it ended up being, I believe it's the Marriott that sat nestled in between uh, World Trade Center 1 and World Trade Center 2. And I was really Why wouldn't that fall? I mean, that makes perfect <laughs> exactly. sense that that would fall. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. There weren't any records of financial transactions that they wanted to bury in that one, obviously. Bingo. Bingo. But yeah, there was nothing, nothing on TV about World Trade Center 7 yesterday. Nothing mentioned about it. I mean, and I looked all day long. Ten years later, and they haven't figured out how to keep their story straight on that one. So, David, you know, I mean, I think the world um, WTC7 is, is probably the... The, the most compelling argument out there mm-hmm. in the truth or movement. But I just wonder, at 10 years, what's the point? I mean, it's, haven't, haven't, hasn't the 9-11 truth movement lost? Absolutely not. I, I tell you what woke me up. I'm 41 years old. I did not get involved and didn't care until about three years ago. Um, I was watching, I think, Alex Jones and saw World Trade Center 7 clip. And it was like, oh, wow, my eyes got opened. And um, I'm not a nut job, I wouldn't think. My, my wife may say differently. But it was, it's so blatant and so obvious as fast as the building fell on its own footprint. It's just, it screams demolition. Now, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that do discuss this stuff from the other side. And I always wonder, because um, I'm not, this is not my mindset, so therefore I, I don't have an in, insight as to how, um, you know, you came about this. But are you looking at the other information, like the, the idea that it would take months of for a demolition team to set a building like this up? Wait, wait, wait. But, but with Building 7, the uh, Larry Silverstein, w- w- he, said he, was gonna pull it. he actually said they decided to pull it right. because of the talking, damage. Yeah. Which, is, which, which is like, I mean, this is the, the thing. They, they, regardless of what happened, and Mark, I appreciate the perspective because <laughs> I agree with you. Like, hey, it's 10 years later. Haven't they lost? But I'm just but, saying. But no, no, hold on. Respect the activism of people that use this as a way to wake people up because it's a very powerful tool for the people that never question government, for the real, not, not the bootlickers, not the authoritarian personality disorder types out there in New York, but the ones that really just are are sheeple by that classic definition of being oblivious to the evilness of government. If you can just reach them with one thing and say, "Hey, isn't this a little bit fishy?" and that's and 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 nothing more powerful than 9/11. And 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 there are no matter what your perspective is, big questions to be answered. It's a powerful way to get people to question the government. But I think and it's I think getting that's less important. powerful as time goes by. Probably, and I yeah. would use uh, JFK as an example. Who's getting woken up by the JFK conspiracy that everybody <laughs> believes at this point? Everybody right. thinks that JFK was a conspiracy, well, how, but nobody cares. Right. If you want to piss off, you want to piss off a 65-year-old that was in around the Vietnam era or was boots on the ground in Vietnam. Bring Gulf, up the of Gulf of Tonkin. Tonkin. Yep. I yep. mean, that is, uh, no, no, my generation doesn't know or care about it because we weren't there. 
But now you're talking about a, a small segment of the population, which is actual boots on the ground uh, Vietnam vets. Whereas even yeah, sixty, any, well, a lot of people lost people have yeah, uh, family but, members that didn't come home or hurt from Vietnam, and yeah. know that it was started by a false flag operation. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, you know, people can talk about a false flag operation that surrounds the um, the war, the beginning of World War II, but I don't think that's very compelling stuff either. No, no, that that generation, what a slap in the face it would be to them if they all realized that it was also set up. I mean, that was, that was a greatest, not the greatest generation or second greatest generation this country's known. I don't know if they're great at all. They seem to be sitting around with their hands out now. <laughs> oh, uh, Mark, I don't know. From my perspective, you know, I was in Iraq. I served in Fallujah in 2000 before, before I went from being just kind of a Nolan chart intellectual, somewhere libertarian to a, a, a real philosophical voluntarist libertarian. Mm-hmm. And for me, being able to look back at 9-11 and start to question it, just, just being being willing on my own to listen to the truthers, you know, and, and to hear those cases and, and really look at it from all sides uh, w- was helpful for me in creating my emotional detachment and being able to look back at what I was involved in objectively. Mm-hmm. And it still has value for that. You know, it's, 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 is it diminishing? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? There's going to be the next worst thing that's going to be better. But, you know, I absolutely respect the activism of truthers and, well, and what they do. So um, there's, there's a difference between truthers and conspiracy theorists. But not much of one. And what well, truth is me, just a derogatory term anyways. Well, I don't know if that's true. And David, I'm going to hold on to you and see what you have to say on this. I'm not dropping you. Excellent. Um, you can give us a call at 855-450-3733. Am I a, a nasty old curmudgeon? <laughs> Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand, featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Here on the live Monday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Adam. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact, has numerous safety features, three-dot sight system. Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The LC9 by Ruger, the next handgun you must own. Made in America, made for you. Ruger.com. You can get it at your local gun dealer. See it at Ruger.com. Also, check out the archives. If you listen to tonight's show, you want to hear some, you, you missed what, you know, was be, being said earlier, you can go to archives.freetalklive.com. We have all the archives running back for five years back right there for free at archives.freetalklive.com let's go back to david in florida david hey guys so my question um is is kind of this when it comes to um, 9-11 the 9-11 truth movement not every 9-11 truther believes every story about you know the conspiracy theory that goes into it so there's one thing to ask a question well what the heck did happen to world trade center seven 
And another thing entirely to say, it was holograms flown into buildings and those. I mean, <laughs> like, there's all kinds of theories out there. And then you get into the realm of conspiracy theory where not only did the government itself you know, perpetrate 9-11, this hor- horrifying act, and must have had thousands of people involved in this, uh, this, uh, this act. But they've, they're involved in every single disaster that has occurred before and since, including Hurricane Katrina caused by a giant machine in um, Alaska that controls the weather called HARP. And, like, do, you, do you understand how we got a spiraling hole of nonsense? Yeah. Wait, Lex Luthor hasn't put that one together yet? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, and Superman isn't dead either. <gasps> no, it's uh, yeah. Where do we stop? When are, was that was an alien over World Trade Center one? Right, it was a little UFO floating in the background. <laughs> Could have been. It, all it was the Watchers. Right? We may never know. <laughs> the Watchers never would know. would never have stepped in the way. No, no, because they're Watchers. Indeed. Yeah, there's a fine line, you know, conspiracy theorist or a truther. It's you know, the sad thing is that we have to have either right now in this day and age. We're you know we're educated and grown up enough. My wife threw a quote at me from Abraham Lincoln. I don't remember the exact quote, but the point isn't the quote. It's the words they use. In the 1800s, late 1800s, if you read quotes from any of the statesmen, their speech is eloquent. It's more educated than ours. It is almost romantic. And then you listen to what they're teaching our kids in school and how people talk today. And we've, we've been so dumbed down. We've been taught not to question anything, do what we're told. And it's it's really sad that the world's in this state that we shouldn't be able to trust our government. Isn't that the definition of government? I mean, if it's a violent monopoly of people imposing their will on you by the tyranny of the majority called democracy, um, I, I wouldn't trust them anyways. No, not at all. Not at all. But we're, we are at a level that we should, and it's just sad that we can't. Indeed. Well, Mark, I, I want to I want to say something about the the, the truth movement though okay. as a whole because you wanted to talk about the effectiveness. About the effectiveness. Yeah, and I, I I I know Luke Rudowski. You know, Luke Rudowski was on the TV show Adam versus the Man, um, and and he organized. He's the primary organizer of, of We Are Change. He's been a nine eleven. Is it a nine eleven truth movement? Okay. Yes, he's been a nine eleven truth activist. Since I've it seen happened. This we are he's change from New York. organization, and it has the word change in it, which always confuses me. <laughs> makes me think they're you know with Obama. For Obama. Yeah. <laughs> no, certainly not. Um, but Luke has got personally his personal transformation. I think really is a, a beautiful thing that represents a lot of truth activists, and I think you'll appreciate this when when you hear it because. He went from being the kid who watched them come down from his neighborhood to, uh, holy crap, it had to have been something else. And, and remember, the, the younger you were when it happened, you know, your age when it happened now, 10 years ago, makes a huge difference in your perspective on it and y- your grasp of your, your ability to process it and, and what the government was telling us about it. I mean, sure. it's huge. And he went from going... Everything Alex Jones is saying is perfect, and oh my gosh, this we need to you know find the evidence of the conspiracy and inside job yada. And it was you know on the corner with the bullhorn. Nine eleven was an inside job. To then we are changed when they're looking at. He started looking at the things that might be behind such a thing, and 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 this is this is an, 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 a very powerful train of thought and a, and a personal growth for him that he went from well. Was it an inside job or not to, well, if it was, who benefited, why, how do they organize, who are they? 
And he started looking at things like the Bilderberg Group and Bohemian Grove. Well, and Alex, Alex things has been like doing that. that for a decade, right? right? No, no, no. And, well, no, no, I'm talking about Luke, though. Luke started okay. going from looking at the minutiae of 9-11, debating you know, thermite and things like that, to, well, what are the powers behind? And now I think he's evolving to an area which is more what we concern ourselves with, or what I know I concern myself with, and I, I think this is an important thing for you, is why do those unnatural concentrations of wealth and power exist in the first place? Like, who cares if there's a Bilderberg group and members of the world superclass, the most powerful people in the world, come together and have their little club meeting? Because they're competing with each other, too. There's no grand conspiracy, They, but they, they, they can work together. They Rich, can... powerful people do travel in the same circles. I, exactly. would, I would never dispute that. Right, and so he's gone from even looking at that to the next step, which is why are there such extremely rich and powerful people who don't really provide anything of value to the rest of us? And that's the powerful train of thought that has come out of the 9-11 truth movement. That I, I, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you think of that, Mark? I, you know, I, mean, I think that uh, a lot of people, you know, some folks will say that people get to the liberty movement um, by, via 9-11. And often I'll say, well, yeah, some do, but many of them just really are ultra conservatives. Um, they're not really for liberty in the way that I understand it. Some of them are radical liberals and, you know, they, they tend to span the gamut. Some of them come to the ideas of liberty and I'll, I'll give give you that but i uh, lots of people come to the ideas of liberty lots of different ways so do we need to spend a lot of time talking about world trade center seven i, I agree no i don't know I, I i agree i don't i don't i don't think we do i don't think it's the most effective mechanism for activism for bringing people in but for those who choose david it, seems to think so though. i support them david <laughs> so what what would you suggest uh today regarding uh opening people's eyes up I you know it I don't think it's uh, what it depends on what you want to open people's eyes up to. If you want to I think that the easiest thing to do is to t- say that the government is a, vana- a a violent monopoly that claims for itself a monopoly privilege um in a given landmass and then explain to them how that is true and now tell me do you support a violent monopoly which is really nothing but the most successful gang in a given geographic area? Well, let me well let me give you my take on this because I uh, my perspective is, I, I think you can wake people up by sharing your perspective on the world and and this is this is what people like Mark and Ian do with this show is they they've developed their own intellectual view of the world to the point where they can look at current events they can look at what the government is doing they can analyze it through the prism of voluntarism and share it in a way that's not just cynical, that's not just fear-mongering. And, and this, is, this is why I think uh, a lot of people don't listen to Alex Jones is because, you know, they, as much as I love his show... He does a great show and it's well listened to on the internet. Absolutely. But I think after a while it's like, oh my gosh, he's trying to make me be afraid. He can make your head you know? blow up. Yeah. And, and I think personally, for me, my sort of philosophical approach to how do you wake people up show them how being a libertarian is a superior way of living and looking at the world and, and enjoying life itself that's how we bring people in i think that's what's awesome about free keen and the free state project here david any more comments um no you guys are good thanks for uh, having me on <laughs> david, thanks we're good thanks <laughs> let's go to ty in tennessee ty uh, hi mark uh, hi adam good to see you on the show or hear you on the show Thank Adam's, you. Adam's doing great. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you a question here, Adam, if you don't mind. Sure. I'm a, I'm a military veteran, retired Navy myself, and mm-hmm. I was wondering, you know, once I got out and 
speaking of eyes being open, it's it's been after I retired that my eyes were open, kind of like what General Smedley Butler said. You know, maybe I didn't really have an original thought until I got out. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, well, we should remind, remind, remind the audience, General, Major General Smedley Butler, uh, one of the most decorated Marines of Marine Corps history, got out and wrote a book, War is a Racket, in which he described himself as a high-class muscle man for Essentially three Medal of Honors um, is yes. uh, what he got. I mean, he got one two of them. Officially. Was, two officially, and the third one he certainly was uh, very close to. Um, and, um, you know, this is like the only guy in history to do that. Three? One other. Uh, one got two, right? One got three? Right. No, one other got two. Okay. But, I mean, if he would have actually really got the third one. An amazingly decorated yes. Marine. Okay. Back to you, sir. Anyway, my idea, when I, when I joined, the idea was that I was fighting for our freedoms. And, of course, that's just a load of crap because, I mean, if you look around right now, freedom has diminished. So I've been, I've been having a real hard time reconciling my 23 years of military service you know, as having any kind of validity. Oh, we got to keep uh, Ty on. Oh, we're coming up on a break, Ty, but uh, this is a juicy topic. I'd love to get into this with you, Mark. Ty, hold the line. 855-450 free on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Adam Kokesh. You know, Mark, when, when someone's some, – I posted on my on my Facebook wall, because if you're not on Facebook, you don't exist, that, that I was co-hosting the show tonight and, and how excited I was. Someone wrote back, uh, I am Legion, maybe EM Legion. Uh, seriously, during the debate, WTF. And yes, for those of you – uh, who follow things like Republican politics, there is another debate tonight. But let me tell you at this point, because I, I watched the first one while I was doing the TV show, mm-hmm. um, and it was my first time as a member of the media covering a presidential debate. So I, I sat there. I actually went to Bailey's in uh, in, in Arlington. In a bar and, of some sort. Yeah, yeah. And there was, there, was a, there was a viewing party hosted by Young Americans for Liberty. I was Sweet. really excited to be there. And, and I, I, you know, everybody's talking about it. And I'm, I'm sitting there with my notepad, like writing down timestamps and, you know, for so we can pull clips for the TV show and, and, and keeping track of every little thing back and forth. And then, then I did that for the second one. And I was like, my notes look almost exactly the same. And, and then, I, they probably look the same in the third one too. And, and I got to say, you know, the the incident with Rick Perry grabbing Ron Paul's arm Thursday, and the photographs. The best one I saw, you know, there, there's a picture from uh, from Karate Kid with the bully, the jerk, uh-huh. yeah. like this tall guy. You, and you, just the way he's looking, you can tell he's a he's 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 an a hole at Mr. Miyagi. And the nice old man is there, calm and composed, like, oh, I could destroy you if I felt like it. That's interesting. And and it's the same finger in the face, except with the Rick Perry on Ron Paul picture. It's even worse because he's got his hand on his arm. And it's sort of like, yeah, it speaks for itself. But let me let me just – I just want to make a pitch. As long as you're listening to Free Talk Live here, you really – don't don't go watch the debate right now. Catch the highlights tomorrow. In fact, I'll be back here tomorrow night. I'm co-hosting with Mark. You promised to highlight for him? Right. We'll, we'll cover the highlights. I'll be here for three more nights, and I'm really looking forward to it. You will not miss anything important if you tune into Free Talk Live tomorrow night. But should you tune out now 
and go listen to the Republican presidential debate, I guarantee at the end of three hours, you will be dumber for it. <laughs> Let's go to Ty in Tennessee. Yes, back to Ty. Back Ty, to Ty, 23 years in the Navy. How did that end, Ty? Well, it ended very well. I mean, I, I did very well in the Navy. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of good friends. You know, I had some bad experiences, you know, but it was it was actually pretty good. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, ask, you know, make assumptions of, for me about my experience with the Marines. And, you know, I had I had my issues and, and uh, I got busted down once. But you're not a real Marine until you get busted down once or twice. At least yeah, that's I what, actually that's got what... busted too in, in Hobart for <laughs> drinking too much. But that's another story. <laughs> you're right, but people say the same thing. Like I was in Fallujah in 2004 and then joined Iraq Veterans Against the War. So you must have hated it. It's like, no, I, I hated the, the impact. I hated the result. I hated what we did. But. For myself, it was a great experience. I got to be honest, and I hope I hope no one is recruited as a result of this. Because let me just say, if there's anybody listening considering joining the military, the last thing you want to do is say yes, Mr. Obama. I will fight and die and kill for you. But uh, I I really enjoyed my time in Iraq. It was an adventure. It was an experience, and I, I, as traumatizing as parts of it were, I enjoyed the challenge. Yeah, my my biggest problem though is that. I was in there believing I was fighting for freedom, mm-hmm. and what? Look what's happened. So I feel like I failed because look at look at the nation right now. Freedom has diminished so much. I can't hardly recognize it anymore. So if if I served twenty three years to preserve domestic freedom, I feel like I failed. Do you really t- make it that hard on yourself? Do you take that blame? Well, I I don't think that I'm personally, you know, I'm the one that that caused this. It's just that, you know, I I, I talked about this last night or a couple nights ago when I called in. I get kind of irritated when people find out that I'm retired Navy and they say, "Oh, thank you for thank your, you your service. service." And I'm and I'm thinking, man, you know, it's like an automatic thing. But why are you thanking me if I if if they believe that I'm there fighting for their freedom? If I was fighting for their freedom and their freedoms have decreased, apparently they don't even realize their freedoms or their civil liberties have decreased so much. Now, they're just it's just a religion. It's the religion of um, nationalism, America. And, um, you know, that you guys are the uh, you know, you're, you're inside the church. You're you're some uh, you know leaders in the church and they they're just thanking you because that's what they're supposed to do. Well, it's, it's also a. With hand in hand with that, a, a very distorted concept of freedom that not most, but a lot of people in America, the nationalists, really seem to have, which is that freedom is about something you have or possess for yourself. Like it's a matter of ownership. And that's not what freedom is. And I think this is the most powerful thing we can share from the perspective of voluntary libertarianism is that freedom is about how you relate to other human beings and how they relate to you. And it's much more powerful and much more empowering. But freedom for, is red, white, and blue and airplanes. <laughs> and, and for them, you for people like that, Ty, you did a wonderful job. Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, for, for my own personal belief, you know, I, I feel like I, I was either duped or I allowed, you know, or I just kind of was in a state of denial or something. I don't know. I just... I don't feel like my time was wasted, but it certainly wasn't time spent on what I considered to be the main objective, and that was the preservation of liberty. Well, let me let me tell you something that's been helpful for me, Ty. You know, because I got out of uh, the Marines in, in late 2006, and almost 
immediately. I mean, months later, got into activism with the Rock Veterans Against the War. And for me, from then on, at least for a while after that, there was a point I, I reached where anybody said, thank you for your service to me. I could say to them, well, let me tell you, what I have done since I have left the service is a far greater service to the country than anything I ever did in uniform. Talking about my activism, talking about running for office on a constitutional platform, talking about speaking out about freedom and what it's really supposed to mean to be an American. And I would just encourage you to have something like that that you can show in contrast and say, you know what, I did that for 23 years, but guess what? I'm on to something better now, and you should be thanking me for this instead. That's a good idea. Ty, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I'm going to take that on board. Thank you. Thank you. Hoorah. Let's, let's go to uh, Steve in Alberta. Steve? Hey, guys. How's it going? All's well. Outstanding. What you like to talk about? Good, good. Good to hear your voice, Adam. Thank you. So I just, I just wanted to chime in on the whole truth of thing, and I think the way you guys handled that there was beautiful. Because that came through the liberty movement, kind of through the truther movement as well. How so? And. Well, I guess I've always been an anarchist or a voluntarist, like, through my life and my actions, but I never really understood or could, uh, you know, eloquently discuss it with anyone or be able to, you know, have a civil argument with anyone about how, you know, uh, free markets can, you know, improve everyone's lives. And I such. would contend that anarchists don't really believe in uh, free markets, that they're European guys that throw Molotov cocktails, but you can go on. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what most people believe as well. But again, yeah, well, I was going to chime in a little bit, but I just now that I heard you guys the way you handled it, I thought it was wonderful. And uh, uh, maybe Adam can get a show to fill in for Ernie since he's gone. Adam's really, really, I mean, I've been extraordinarily, uh, Steve, I appreciate the call. Yes, thank you. It's a stroke-free zone here on Free Talk Live. No stroking allowed. But I've got to say, Adam, (laughs) this has been really great. Let's go to Carlos. See if Carlos is here on the uh, amp line. Carlos? Hey, I am. Great. What'd you like to talk about? Going, uh, Adam, um, I'm one of your Facebook friends. Uh, love the show. Thank you. Um, love what you're doing out there, and, and hopefully it comes back in another iteration. Yes, it will be. Um, Adam Adam versus the man will be back. I, all I'm saying for now, it's, it's a big secret. We'll be releasing uh, shortly, but Adam versus the man will be back in a daily production format within a week or two. We're very close. My main thing that I'm calling about today is uh, to talk a little bit about the, today being 9-12, um, the fact that... Uh, Propaganda was really starting to churn up the day after 9/11, and uh, and the push towards uh, fighting with uh, with Afghanistan and, and with the Taliban fighters there. I wanted to know what you think um, is going to be the theme going forward with the mainstream media and their attempts to uh, play play uh, Iran and uh, Libya in those same light. Well, I guess we'll get back to that. That's a dense question, a really good one. But there's uh, there, there's a lot coming in, in, in terms of propaganda. We'll get back into that right after the break. Okay, just hold on for a second if you would, Carlos. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live with Adam Kokesh. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. 
the LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. Eight fifty-five, four fifty-three. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live with Mark and Adam. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Adam, let's go right back into the call with Carlos. Carlos, will you repeat your question for, for Adam? Yeah, basically I was asking Adam what, uh, since today's 9-12 and it's the day after the uh, the you know attacks would have been 10 years ago, what, what does he see as going to be some of the major uh, uh, forms of propaganda and, and uh, coercion that we're going to see on the television in regards to Iran and to uh, Libya and the next country that we, as a conglomerate nation decide to attack that's a really great question and uh i think you, you phrased it a little differently you didn't say what form before but form i i don't want to speculate too much because you never know what the propagandists will come up with next maybe they'll be mailing us holograms in order to save the united states postal right. service but uh they'll mail us all computers that will have pop-up hologram propaganda because it costs more and then they can you know uh, justify more spending. But that actually gives us a hint as to the, the answer to your question about what kind of propaganda we can expect coming up, because the purpose of the propaganda is to convince the American people to accept not military action or military adventures or a particular war or a particular hum- humanitarian cause or anything like that. The point is to get them to accept military expenditures. And in this day and age, when the technology is such that already with with predator drones, we can put a bomb anywhere in the world. Well, we're really not that far off technology wise from being able to, from a satellite, put a laser on the top of someone's head and melt their brains. I mean, almost literally, we are getting to that point in technology where we are rendering the human element irrelevant. And the idea of having boots on the ground gets more and more absurd, doesn't it? I mean, look at Iraq and Afghanistan. They had to come up with these excuses to keep an occupation going to justify having boots on the ground for almost a decade now because it costs about a million dollars a year to have one soldier on the ground. So that's what the propaganda is going to be used to justify. This is why you don't see the saber rattling with something that's been spun up to be a real threat like North Korea. Because North Korea, oh my gosh, they're throwing nukes into the ocean, you know, stuff like that. If right. we were to try to, or if our, if our government were to use, to use the correct understanding terminology here, if our government were to use North Korea as an excuse to further the military industrial complex welfare program, then you wouldn't see the same kind of propaganda and it wouldn't be as uh, lucrative for them because they wouldn't have an excuse to put as many boots on the ground. But if you can say invade a backwards country that we have to feel sorry for and rebuild and you know take care of all the poor brown people on the other side of the world that don't know how to run their little country for themselves and we have to have all these soldiers in there running around with guns telling them how to live their lives. Wait, was I talking about cops here for a second there? I couldn't. Anyway, um, if, if that's the case, then you can justify a lot more military expenditure. But 
as technology improves, as the American people have this expectation for the performance of their military in terms of efficiency as well, because that expectation is going to rise, um, we're going to see. I think all I can say is I think we're going to see some strange propaganda. But the point of it is going to be weird little excuses to have boots on the ground. This is why they love Libya. You know, as opposed to North Korea, they're going, oh, Libya, this is a conflict we can really endorse. We can get involved in it. It's going to be messy and there's going to be factions fighting and there's going to be a government collapsing. Oh, and there's oil and there's no gold money for Africa as a side benefit. If you want to you know, read into some of the things that Gaddafi was working on with the currency there. But yeah, that's that's the kind of propaganda we can expect. It's going to be occupations it's going to be rebuilding it's going to be anti-terror it's going to be patrolling securing that kind of thing that's great i really appreciate your help out there in the movement um you know i i fight for the cause just like you do um i just hope to one day do so as well as you Have a good well, day, guys. thank you thanks and, and carlos thanks for the great question appreciate the call at 855 450 free that's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Let's go to Ben in Pennsylvania. Ben? Hey. What's going hey, Ben. On? Hey, uh, I wanted to chime in on something that uh, Ty was saying. Yes. You know, he was saying that uh, he didn't feel like he could achieve liberty within the context of his 23 years of military service. And I just want to say, you know, as veterans, you know, there was no way possible for us to go back, you know, and... And, and rewrite history with, you know, the implementation of the uh, Constitution over and above, you know, the Articles of Confederation, or, you know, there's no way for us to go back and, you know, stop Lincoln from doing what he did, you know. So there was never a chance to really protect liberty, mm. you know, within, within our time as, as uh, servicemen. You know, I just think is the sooner that we can, you know, take down the shadow box off the wall or, or, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, just embrace the fact that any thoughts that we had about our legacy, you know, and all these things that we thought that, that we did were good, you know, the sooner we can get away from that, you know, the, the, the sooner that we can start, you know, actually having an impact. And I think one way that's kind of interesting, you know, if you think about the future and, you know, you know, short of, getting articles published in a newspaper, you know, doing the things that Adam does, you know, one, one way that people will know where we stand is perhaps, you know, even something as simple as our Facebook statuses, you know, that will yep. be archived and, and maybe referenced in the future. You know, if you just spread the word even that way. Oh no, Facebook yeah. statuses are great because then you force your family and friends who aren't political to see your views. <laughs> and this is kind of my question here, Ben, um, is, you know, I was never in the military. I would have signed up uh, during the Desert Shield thing had I been able to, but, um, and, you know, I, I certainly looked at it uh, before, but, you know, it just, it never worked in my life. But, Often people will look down on you when you talk about the war and, you know, your your participation as far as uh, funding it and all that stuff. Well, have you ever been in the military? It's one of the first things that uh, will come out of their mouths because clearly if you haven't been in the military, your opinion on the military doesn't count. Well, it's usually preceded by some unintelligible grunting, that question. <laughs> so I wonder, what do, you, what do you think about that, Ben? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to say, yeah, you know, I did, but I guess if you can't. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Though. I mean, I think the first step before you can even go there is is to say, well, you know what? I need to have compassion on these people that really, I mean, have no clue what the hell is going on. And I mean, I, even myself, just three years ago, had no clue. 
You know, yes, one has to have compassion. Absolutely. You know, one of the issues we're kind of dancing around here, having talking about some of these military veterans issues is counter recruiting, because really this is a very, very important venue of activism. We talk about, you know, why you would join or wouldn't join. And I always tell people today, if you don't have faith in your government, don't join the military. And there are very few people who have the kind of faith in the government to literally put your life in in, in, in Obama's hands. But I think it's very important for veterans to come out and say, you know, I, I wasn't fighting for your freedom, but we're up against this massive appeal for all the young men in America who want to go fight for freedom. And we have to say, no, join the United States Activism Corps instead and come fight for real freedom like here in Keene. We have no no money, but we will pass a joint your direction. Yes. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. Ben, thanks for the call on Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Give us a call. Talk to Adam Kokesh of Adam versus the Man, or talk about anything you want to talk about. It's a completely interactive show. Adam versus the Man in Exile. <laughs> in the Shire. You know that cigarettes aren't healthy for you. You've probably been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. It's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier, and you'll begin to save about $120 a month right off the bat. You'll start feeling richer, feeling, excuse me, being richer, feeling better, and smelling better immediately. And how about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL at Vaporsmiths.com. You'll get a free starter kit and free shipping. It's Vaporsmiths.com, coupon code FTL, or you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Well, Adam, um, these, you know, we've, we've done some show prep here, and I, uh, I wanted to get into an interesting story about, well, so I, I, I saw a new poll came out, and it's regarding the presidential candidate folks. Now, you said that, of course, the, uh, there's a, another debate going on, and they're saying the same things they have uh, said all along. Well, well tonight is, tonight's really special. It's, it's not just the regular candidate infomercial. It's the Tea Party, CNN, Republican primary infomercial. Yeah. And it's, it's the worst kind of Tea Party. It's the, the, the true hijack, the ones you'd expect to be in bed with CNN. I, I'm really interested because the um, as, as far as, uh, you know, how is the Tea Party going to react to Ron Paul? Because Ron Paul essentially started the Tea Party, but it has grown into some, uh, you know, metamorphosized into some ugly, uh, you know, thing that is is not like no hold on hold on like that's that's not that's not fair because the tea party is a movement it is legitimately a grassroots movement it yes. has been co-opted and a lot of people have, some of it yeah. and, and this is the thing about a, a, a true grassroots movement there are people organizing locally in their own spirit it's a it's the tea party is diverse in its aims and its methods of organization and its and its beliefs 
And then you have the Amy Kramers, who I interviewed for my TV show a couple of months ago, who went and said, oh, yes, we'd endorse Mitt Romney. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> By, uh, what? Really? Yeah, so... There's there's that there's a disconnect there. You can't just say the Tea Party this or the Tea Party that. You're right. You can't say you absolutely can't say that because uh, you know the, each of them seem to have different ideas. And but I, yeah, I was the, I was on the, the, the media ground. portrays the Tea Party as essentially Republicans. Well, or the the hardcore grassroots of it, or the extreme, which they then use the co-opted leadership of to portray the way that they want, That's so what that they, they can marginalize or slander the entire Republican Party. But I was there, you know, for for the very first Tea Party organizing in Santa Fe in New Mexico. And, you know, there's there's still, you know, th- there was conflict there that you see playing out. Still. What you saw in the national co-opting of it, the the woman that was the, the lead organizer happened to be the wife of the local, uh, or the chair of the county Republican. Republican. So, yeah. you know, in, in bed with the party, <laughs> so to <Really>? speak. <laughs> Well, um, these the, the candidates out there, and I think that there's there's some very interesting numbers that have come out, and very important ones, because people right now, what people are saying to themselves are, A, which candidate would I like to see be uh, you know, the Republican nominee? And the ones that think a little deeper are saying, which one can, can beat be? Obama? Right, well, they, the, the, and as far as that goes, I think that really, to me, that the answer to that is Ron Paul. Oh, absolutely. Because he has the, um, you know, in inside the general election, he's going to have the message that isn't, hey, I'm George Bush, just remade up, you know, essentially. Or, or like Mitt Romney, my federal health care plan is not as bad right. as Obama's. So um, all the candidates have uh, certainly some problems, but uh, I think that Ron Paul would do best in the general, personally. Well, actually, that no, you don't have to say personally. That was actually demonstrated. I, you know, maybe recent polling is different, but uh, in, in you know, they, they do these with the matchups against Obama, and, yep. and when the first one came up, it was Ron Paul, 51, like he was, you know, he's and 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 that there there was one. I it's CNN. It was it was a major poll that had Ron Paul of all the Republican primary candidates doing the best against Obama in the, the hypothetical matchup. But and there have been some different ones. But he's always done very well in those polls. In, he's right. always been in the first or polls. second or some, or, you know, or, or third. In, There's in, in another one recently that he came in third on. Yeah. But it wasn't. It, he was right there, right there yeah. within points. But I think that the most important thing to look at right now is unfavorability numbers. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody even looks at these. And this is an extraordinarily important because this is says you know who is the base not going to get behind who isn't going to go anywhere and i've got newt gingrich at 57 and you know he's he's just you know, i think at this point it's the glitter he's just there to, to sort of teach lessons to the young ones on his knee because he knows he can't go anywhere Well, actually that i when i saw him in the first debate i thought that was kind of a valuable role for him to be the party strategist and yep. that alone made it worth running for him i suppose maybe he'll put a book out after when, yeah. when he drops out and his name id will be up you know, a thousand percent from what it was before he uh, before he announced it. He was like, "Oh yeah, Newt Gingrich is he still alive?" I think I I, I absolutely agree. I I think that he's using this uh, you know detonation of his campaign very well, to, to, <laughs> to really really well. I mean, negatives might be bad for politics, but they're great for book sales. And I would agree. And here's another person, and they're not too bad for TV uh, shows viewing either. And somebody something I didn't think was possible. There's somebody who has beaten Newt Gingrich to the bottom. Well, is, but are you trying? Well, were you trying, before we get to that? Were you trying to suggest that Newt Gingrich 
is using this to get his own TV nope, show? Nope, somebody else is. Oh, okay, but 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 Newt Gingrich might have been. Oh my gosh, they gave Adam his own TV show. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I could run for president. They gotta give me a TV show if I want after running for president. I mean, come on, right? Fifty nine. Uh, Fifty nine. Coming 59%. in two points ahead of Newt Gingrich. Sarah Palin. Favorability. <laughs> Sarah Palin. God. I mean, so every a lot of people are out there waiting for old Sarah to get in and uh, to, to do her little homey um, you know, I don't think Minnesota she's mom to. thing. No. She would be, it would be disastrous for her to get in. No. Because it's she... only going to ruin her ability to be a pundit yeah. and to sell books. And, and she's loving it. it. And, she's, yeah. and she's doing a great job. And while she's, while she's there, let her be a lightning rod. She's having fun. You know what? I, I, as much as I, as a good voluntarist, you know, disdain Sarah Palin, I kind of like her. I got to be honest. I mean, I, I really do. And I think... For what she's done, I mean, I, I don't respect her really, you know, as a governor who bailed halfway through her term or whatever. But um, I, I do really, I do have some genuine admiration for what she has been. I mean, just becoming governor in the first place is a major accomplishment. But then also, you know, although her beliefs are obviously different than 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 ours, uh, she's done a great job of promoting her beliefs and promoting herself and and, and done it in a fun and creative way and I, I think that's great of all of the candidates of the uh, the vice and, and presidential candidates from 2008 I found her to be the least repugnant <laughs> <laughs> basically how I want to state that and you know I, I don't hate, hate her or anything like that but she's got a couple of uh, quotes out there that really bu- bug me so what I really wanted to do with this is is essentially you know throw a little uh, uh, dirt onto the yes. uh, the grave let's of, see, if she, see if we can get her past the 60 point threshold for negativity she's got she's not gonna run folks um, <laughs> she's got no business running but she's not stupid no. she's not stupid and and it would it would be really stupid for her to run unless she had a specific purpose in mind but for her to try to run a serious campaign at this point after what she did in alaska no she's not that stupid she's not going to she's only going to split the michelle bachman vote which is coming <laughs> in at like six percent at this point so what's wh- why well she could she could set herself up to be bachman's running mate Ooh. <laughs> that'd be a lot of fun <laughs> So, um, you know, and people want to know, uh, of course, the unfavorability. Uh, Mitt Romney has a huge hurdle in the general to get over, being the guy who started Romney Care um, with, you know, running against the guy who had Obamacare. You're not going to get the Republicans too excited about that. You know, which one of these guys that started nationalized health care do I want to vote for? Um, that's pretty tough stuff. He came in at uh, 41% uh, unfavorable. And um, actually, 20%. Wait, wait, no, hold on, hold on. Just, just so. The audience knows what, what are the numbers exactly measuring among whom who's being surveyed here is this general this is, population thanks for asking that this is uh, republicans and likely right. republican voters now see this makes me almost embarrassed to call myself a republican that mitt's numbers are only 41 well um they these are people that are likely to vote and remember a lot of republicans are still kind of getting their legs underneath them they don't 20% of Republicans and likely Republican voters, that, um, of which 56% say that they're very interested, 20% don't know who he is. Wow. So, um, you know, that, and that's not uncommon with, the, with these <sighs> numbers. That shows how far we are from, uh, you know, really doing the voting. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. 
Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. Are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of the oppressive state intruding upon your business and personal life? If you knew that thousands of liberty-loving individuals were moving from all over to the same place to get active, would you join them? You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. It's right here in New Hampshire, freestateproject.org. It's Mark with you. And Adam. Doing uh, the, the live Monday night edition, the, uh, the CNN debate edition, the tea, <laughs> tea Party debate edition of Free Talk Live. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of folks do love the, uh, the horse race aspect of this. And, um, you know, some of these numbers help us to predict who might be the, uh, the, the nominee for the Republican Party. And I think... This is my opinion that we probably have all the people that are going to run in the race. Probably, but I, I could tell you right away, one of them who's out front right now that's not going to be in for much longer is Rick Perry. And I just I, I said this on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, after he announced it's the Republican ooh Texas governor effect, and that's all <laughs> it was. That's all it was. Oh, Rick Perry, great sounding name, nice hair. Good swagger, cocky smile. He's a little Texas creepy. Governor. He was a little creepy in the the last uh, one. I mean, just to watch him, you know, smile and while he was uh, answering the questions. I mean, it was just so it it seemed so plastic. Well, no, it was great that Ron Paul was there to call him out for the forced vaccination thing he tried to pull with the the, the young girls of Texas. Yeah. Oh, and, and it, like you you can apologize for that. And you know, I gotta say that's the right that was the right thing to do. And if anything, I to gained, apologize. Yeah, yeah, but it's the one right thing on top of so many wrong things. And he didn't stop and say, you know what? I'm sorry. And it won't happen again because now I understand that it's not right for the government to force things into people's bodies. Like there, there, there was no philosophical acknowledgement of why he should be apologizing for well, this wait kind a of second. thing. Yeah, the Texas Bureau of Alco- Alcohol uh, Bureau something, it's called the ABC in Texas, um, actually just did a sting last week where they were in bars looking for drunk people. In bars, not out on the road looking for people who went into to got into cars. They were taking people that were sleeping at a hotel that where they were drinking in the lounge, and they were arresting them for that. So if if he has in fact learned this, he hasn't learned it all the way. The, really the charge being drunk in public. There's there is a law in Texas where you just simply can't be drunk. It's against the law to be drunk in Texas. What? That I'm t- only telling you what the truth is. It's a fundraising thing they do. They don't actually enforce it enough to, to really stop people it's from like drinking. It's like three felonies a day, right? I mean, make everybody criminal so we can arrest you whenever we feel like it. We just have to look in the rule book and find a good excuse that applies. That's right. And once pe- the public... Here's about uh, Rick Perry's numbers. It's 36% unfavorable. I guarantee that's going to go up. And that's going to cross 31% 50 within a month. don't even know who he is. Right. Okay, so when people and find out... And those who out, don't know him, it's just... Ooh, Texas governor. Right. When they find out that, oh, he wanted to steal a bunch of people's property for a giant corridor running through Texas. And oh, he, he campaigned for Al Gore. And ca- that's a, a big one. Because at this point, he is, an, he is a turncoat, an yeah. arch flip-flopper. Oh, and yeah. flip-flopping in this country is, you know, essentially a death knell for your campaign. You know, I got to say, I, 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 
while while I respect of all people Ron Paul mm-hmm. for for absolute consistency for having decided on his principles before he got into politics and being true to that his entire career, flip flopping is really kind of a a bad thing to be holding over people's heads because it leads to stubbornness and intellectual yes. you know closing of doors sure. and, and and closing off ideas and if I say if we start making fun of people or deriding people for being flip floppers then we're saying don't ever change your mind and become a libertarian and that's that's kind of a dangerous thing but but, but uh, when you do get to this level yeah going from campaigning for Al Gore to being running for the presidential nominee as the Texas governor it, it, the, the, there's something else to be said about this that this is someone who is is devoid of 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 principle not just not willing to reconsider principle, which is something else. Yeah, I don't know whether that I don't know whether or not that is a good or bad thing. I would agree with you that people should be able to change their opinions, and those and politicians are people. But I don't think that a um, the American electorate is likes people uh, politicians to change their opinion, or b thinks they're really people. They think that they're, they <laughs> I don't think, think politicians are people either, and I know because you know I was one for a while there. <laughs> they think that uh, politicians are these uh, sort of should be these sort of super people that that embody. Principles that they believe in and that kind of thing. It's the idealized alpha male of society. I would I would say that there's something to be said for that. And so what I really wanted to show with this is um, unf- is why we have a really weak field. A lot of people are saying, well, I'm not going to vote for Ron Paul because I don't think he can win. Well, first off, they're only ask these are only Republican numbers and they're only asking Republicans. But there's a lot of Democrats out there that are registering as Republicans to be able to vote for right, Ron the blue Paul. Republicans. But there's yeah. also a huge bias here in the way that these polls are conducted. And we all know that Ron Paul has greater support among youth relative to old people compared to the other candidates. And these are phone surveys, and they're slightly biased towards people who are sitting at home answering a landline in the middle of the day. Yeah. Hate to tell you, but there aren't a lot of voters under, say, 40 today who fall into that category. And in that demographic, Ron Paul does a lot better. You know, I uh, have an unregistered number, so I don't get these calls <laughs> unless they just randomize, uh, num- you know, they r- randomly call <laughs> right. numbers. And they do do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, they I, I don't get them either. I have a landline, but I don't get them either. Well, you, you just, Mark, you just, you, and I got to, just for the audience, got to have to remind them every time that, you know, when, whenever we're talking about numbers like this, just to, to remind people, 85.6937% of all statistics are made up crap designed to manipulate you. <laughs> so of these, uh, M- Michelle Bachman's unfavorability numbers are, are 43%. Of these, Ron Paul has the highest, or the lowest, I should say, unfavorability rating. And more people claim to know him than even um, Rick Perry. And his wow. favorability is higher than Rick Perry's. So on this particular, if you look at this from a certain angle, Ron Paul came in first in this scientific telephone poll that was done and it's it, it's very interesting to say you know one thing i think we should do from here on out when we talk about presidential candidates is we should say their um their first name and then their middle name really loud and then uh the, then their last name and that way we can put emphasis on it john 
uh, what, what what is it? Uh, Huntsman, John Alex Huntsman. That way, they you know, like they did with Barack Hussein Obama, because that way we can really emphasize. <laughs> we just just call them all Hussein. Well, Ron Hussein Paul. Well, except for Ron Paul too. I think it's really pro- appropriate to to use all three names because they're all basically running for the position of serial killer in chief. <laughs> three names. Yeah, th- serial killers do tend to be three named, don't they? There yeah. you go. Yeah. I wonder if that's uh, maybe that's why they did it with Obama. I think they did it because they wanted outline. He is different. <laughs> Look, his name's Hussein. We just tried a guy named Hussein. <laughs> and and we want you to associate him with serial killers. Yeah, I that couldn't couldn't <laughs> hurt, but I I think it's very very interesting um, when you can look at these numbers. And lots of people are, um, you know, going to listen to the debate uh, tonight and then, um, you know, listen to Free Talk Live in the morning on the and, podcast. And we'll, we'll ha- if anything, if anything interesting happens tonight promise we'll bring you the recap tomorrow yep absolutely we can do that for you here on free talk live and these numbers were from likely uh republican voters and registered republicans and uh, as it says here that 56 percent of them said that they uh knew a great deal about the presidential candidates um 22% said only some and uh very little to no interest among among republicans and likely republican voters uh 23%. I wonder how you could say I'm likely a republican voter and I have no interest. Does that make any sense? Hmm. It seems like a really odd thing to say. But. I'm likely to vote because someone is going to bully me into it or a false sense of nationalism is going to allow me to happen. be guilted into voting because if I don't have that little sticker on my lapel, my friends may look down Sometimes one spouse will be into it and the other spouse won't be into it, but the other spouse will do whatever the one spouse tells I'm them. I'm a likely Republican voter because my wife is a likely Republican <laughs> voter and someone has to drive her in and, uh, yeah. She... I'll vote whatever. I'll do whatever she says. <laughs> Let's go to, to Sid in Indiana. Sid? Hey, guys. Good evening. What's going on? Hey, not much. I was listening to your show on Shoutcast and thought I'd call in. Uh, uh, a great show. Outstanding. Uh, Thank you. Hey, um... About statistics and about everything that they tell us, have we not gotten it down yet, guys, that they lie to us at every opportunity? (laughs) I mean, come on. You don't believe any of the statistics they put out? I don't believe a thing they say. Not a word. Well, I mean, I I feel like they really did the poll, and I feel like these these are the results of them, of the poll. You You don't think that's true? Um. The poll that I think that they, well, I don't want to talk about the poll. I think they did, but, you know. <laughs> it's all bunk. Is that the idea, Sid? <laughs> it, it, total crap. Okay. Well, hold on. If you want to stick around, there's some I other media to. issues related to around? this we could get into. Okay, yeah, hold on, Sid. 855 I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game. It's all in your browser. There's nothing to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, and double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. And now it's time for the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute with tips and advice on controlling your emotions so they don't control you. Here's New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. Are you one person on the outside and another person on the inside? Do you show the world one person but it's really not the real you? 
You know, a lot of times we try to have relationships that are built on pretense, but those relationships absolutely never work. We can experience negative feelings, but we need to ask God to help us so those feelings don't control us. So they don't make us hide from who we really are and, and hide from society. Many people don't like who they are, so they think if they show the real person that they are to other people, that those people won't like them either. But I want to encourage you to be authentic and truthful in your walk with God and your walk with your fellow human beings. For the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information to help you control your own emotions so they don't control you, please visit Joyce Meyer. That's M-E-Y-E-R dot org. The average person has 70,000 thoughts every day, and many of those thoughts trigger a corresponding emotion. In Living Beyond Your Feelings, Joyce Meyer examines the gamut of feelings that human beings experience. She discusses the way that the brain processes and stores memories and thoughts. Then, emotion by emotion, she explains how we can manage our reactions to those emotions. Living Beyond Your Feelings, the newest book from New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, call, toll-free call-in line, jumping into Hour 3 on the live Monday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Adam. Adam Kokesh, Adam versus the man. Adam, we were talking to Sid in Indiana Indiana before the top of the hour hit there, and uh, Sid, oh, well, let, let, let me recap, Sid. Sid was here challenging this poll that you threw out that we spent an entire segment going through and <laughs> analyzing and boring over saying... No, it's 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 irrelevant. It's bunk. It's from it's from the media. So wait, Mark, who who did this poll? This was an AP poll. It was okay. Associated Press of likely. Re- <laughs> What's that? Sid says it doesn't matter. Okay, okay. Sid, back to you. I want to Sid. I want to hear. I want to give you the chance. Mark Mark was Mark was ready to, ready to get you off the line here. I wanted to give you the chance to properly challenge the credibility that that he and we gave to this poll. Thank you, Adam. Go for it. Oh, okay, great. Hey, look, guys, it's like this with anything that they tell us, and it, and they being the prostitutes out there, okay? <laughs> I just like the term. Absolutely. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it, it seems to be fitting these days. I'm in my sixth decade. Now, in, my, in all the videos I've been watching over the last couple of years, I saw one recently that kind of just hit me, and it all gelled for me, and it's on YouTube called Believing in Conspiracy Theories as a Form of Psychosis. And in that, it dawned on me, guys, that I was living in a custom-made reality inhabited only by those that share my esoteric beliefs. Truth (laughs) doesn't mean a thing anymore, Adam. It doesn't mean a thing. It's all who wants to tell you that the truth is the facts. And the powers that be are the ones that are telling you that the truth is the facts, their truth, not our truth, not the truth. The truth is only one thing, guys. It's either it is or it isn't. It can't be multiple 
reality. I would concur with you, but I do think that there's multiple ways to look at the truth. And, um, you know, statistics might be able to give us some insight to that if they were collected in a um, in a just fashion, in a fair fashion. But well, the reason I wanted to get into this a little deeper wasn't because of the, the statistics or the polls or whether this is true or not or what these numbers actually represent, but because the way that you, you mentioned it before, Sid, really raises some more important questions about the nature of the media or, or, or the prostitutes. And I, I think we tend to forget when, when you look at the media from a hyper-political lens that every media outlet is still a business first. And I, I would just like to suggest a slightly different way of looking at this. Now, whether or not this poll has any credibility is, is up for debate. But I, I think I think Mark is right that it has some legitimacy, that it ha- it's worth looking at, it's worth considering. And, and there's some veracity to it. There's some methodology because the Associated Press has real credibility with the public to defend. Whether it's more than they should have is an, a whole other debate. But as a business their job is to inform about what the audience wants to know about. I mean, the reason we see crap fluff stories on the Associated Press isn't because the Associated Press editors go, this is really important. It's absolutely essential that our readers know about this penguin that died and, and you know, the scientists that are tracking him with GPS and, you know, the, the little The love crap. affair that he had with another male penguin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the, the fluff stories, it's because you know, people go for that. And in the same sense, the government is just doing a lot of stuff that's important to people, that affects people's lives. I mean, the government is not running the media, but it is using the media because the the media needs or, or, or press outlets sort of need that access in order to serve their audience. The audience has an interest in knowing what the government is doing. And if you want to be the most effective provider of that information, you can't ask too many tough questions. You know, you can't really... You know, promote Ron Paul, put him in proper context and tell people what he really represents. You know, you can't ask the tough questions when you're sitting in the in the White House press room. You can ask the predictable, unavoidable tough questions. You can ask the questions that are already on every American's minds because you know those ones aren't going to be able to be ignored anyways. But the, the bias is how much can we get away with kissing up to the government? It's It's kind of like having a sponsor for for a for a program and you know from my experience in the media you know I, having worked for the russians you know i mean I, I kind of understand that dynamic and i made a point to assert my independence and be critical of putin when i when i when there was an appropriate opportunity to but there's still a, a certain sensitivity about that and if you're not driven by philosophical principles like most libertarians are, then it's really easy to say, oh, well, I'll just do what they say and go along to get along, and I'll get the best scoop on their propaganda because it's relevant to people. Sid? Adam, I would agree with you 100%. Okay. That was Adam, right? Yes, that was Adam. (laughs) Um, You guys, your voice sounds a lot alike on on Shoutcast. Indeed it does. I I wouldn't doubt that at all. Um, Sid, I I guess I have this question for you. If you think that um, the, the what they tell us is all fixed, are you going to bother voting? Actually, I, I, this will be the first time that I haven't voted in any election. I, uh, in my whole life, I'm I'm almost sixty. In my whole life, I've never missed any election, local or uh, uh, national. <gasps> you're, you're such a patriot, Sid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah. Thank you for your service. Also, uh, no, call me a ping pong ball. Okay. <laughs> hey, here's guys. Let's take this statistic. Okay. Uh, the unemployment figures. Right. Now, today on the news, 
They uh, uh, and I oh I hate to even admit that I watched this show, uh, <gasps> uh, 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 Fox News. They 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 admitted that our 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 unemployment figures were nineteen percent. That's not actually still short by about 5%, isn't it? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I love to give the employment number, which is 58%. <laughs> right. It's still a lie. Guys, even when they say 19%, they can't tell the truth. That's kind of my point. Yeah. If they say jump, you better duck. <laughs> Sid, well that, said. <laughs> that is a quote to end on. <laughs> well, we're expecting them to be able to count to 330 million. They can't count to three when they're supposed to get two as an answer, right? <laughs> Oh, I don't even know what to say. When they say jump, duck. Yeah. John in New York City. John? Hey, John, how you doing? Uh, hi. How are you? Hi. Um, I'm possibly in the process of committing a felony here in New York City. Okay. It's not a felony to call into Free Talk Live yet. But no, it will get you put on the watch call. list. Uh, I have, and I hope the mayor of Bloomberg isn't listening, I have a gun in my car. Oh, my God. <gasps> um, are you driving it's, through it's, New York or to New York? <laughs> it's, it's a rifle that's unloaded, and it's completely legal to have if you're on Long Island, uh, which is part of New York State. But you see, uh, Long Island's connected to the rest of the world through New York City, so if I need to get to anywhere with my gun, I have to drive through New York City. I called the police department today to ask about this, and I called their rifle permitting division, if you could imagine that kind of uh, thing, to permit rifles. Um, and, and they said to me, oh, you can drive through with the gun, but you cannot stop. You yeah. have to go straight through the city. And, you have, and they also gave me 70, they said 72 hours to get through the city. Yes. So I guess in theory I could do it on my bicycle or something. But, uh, <laughs> With the rifle strapped to your back, right? Listen, listen, there's some libertarians in New York City. There's a Liberty Fest going on. There's still, uh, there's still an after-reverberating party going on from Liberty Fest here from New York City, which is a huge success. Absolutely. Uh, and I have to make a stop and have a few pints with some of these folks. And, I, and, you know, I, I just really hope I don't get, get caught for a felony because I got a little old twenty two caliber rimfire rifle sitting there in the back of my pickup truck. So, you know, uh, the, uh, you know what I, they mean by stop uh, is I understand the law on, on Free Talk Live. I am not a lawyer, so I cannot dispense the law. What's that? Do you understand the law? I believe that by no, stop. We possibly could understand all the law, but, uh, go, go this, ahead. this particular one um, is <laughs> that you can drive through some place, and you can stop by stop. They, uh, I mean, use the bathroom, eat a meal, or something like that. But if you have but a desk, the police department wanted, and I called earlier. The permitting licensing division said, "No, I cannot stop." I believe that you. Uh, I believe that. I guess I understand what they mean, but I, I think That's they mean. It's it's not supposed to be a destination as um you know it's supposed to be on your way to your destination, but they gave you seventy two hours, John. I think you're safe. I'm just guessing. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live. And thanks for the call. You. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. 
855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, or a living will, or perhaps a living trust. <laughs> you register a trademark or whatever you'd like to do. The, any kind of common legal document they can handle at LegalZoom.com. Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. Use coupon code FTL to save $10 on your order at LegalZoom.com. So, Adam, I asked you to do a little show prep before you came on the show, and you had uh, a pretty good story that I wanted to hear about. Well, actually, this is, this is one of yours that I wanted to talk about. Okay. But this is, this is really great. This is from CBS LA. Citizen ticketed for directing traffic after police failed to in South Pasadena. Now, this is... No, wait a second. Uh, but but wait, by what you mean, it's one of mine. It's uh, from freetalklive.com, oh, yes. where yes. listeners can go and add stories, and people can check on them. And I did see it there. But uh, good job picking it up off of freetalklive.com. And this lets people know that we do use the stories from there. But this, this is just one of those really... Fun, quirky stories. I'm not trying to blow it up as anything super newsworthy or relevant. It, it is newsworthy, though, because it is so revealing of the nature of government and, 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 and quite a, a fun exercise to, to consider stories like this. And I, I'm one of those free market road nerds. You know, I love the when I my framework understanding of economics came together, applying it to some of these problems like. How do we have free market roads, transportation management, sharing of resources? Can we do this without violence of government? Can we possibly have roads and public transportation and things like that? One of the easier ones. Yes, it's it not is. worth arguing about, <laughs> but um, it is one of the easier topics. Uh, but people just believe that government and roads have to go hand in hand. If you don't have eminent domain, you couldn't possibly build roads. We could, you know, certainly do. I, I think this is relatively easy. There's all kinds kinds of private roads all over the United States. There's some uh, private toll roads running in in uh, Southern California and all kinds of big despite have, the government monopoly. Yep. And I Quasi think monopoly. absolutely. I mean, you know, people would roads are valuable things. People would build them. People would want to use them. Really? Imagine that. We can have roads without violence. All right, so this is a really interesting case in point because it, it it's such a petty incident. Basically, a, a traffic light went out at a busy intersection. And you know what the police officer said about this is, um, we have limited resources. We need to prioritize them. One of the major intersections out at rush hour in our city should be a priority. But apparently they, they didn't get to this one. Uh, South Pasadena Chile, P- Police Chief Joe Payne said that he didn't have the manpower needed to staff officers at Fair Oaks in Huntington. Uh, and that this is, this is the, the, the interesting thing. And and I just drove here from New York. I'm 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 on a bit of a road trip right now. Um, that uh, it was safer to allow the traffic to back up. Never mind the, the the purpose of the roads. And this is the thing. And if we had free market roads, the providers of the service would be very clear about the fact that roads exist to get you from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Not for the government to be able to manage traffic for the whims of some central planners, mm. but to provide that service. The if it reason was, that the government will never go for this is because then their uh, their their bureaucrats and their po- elected politicians wouldn't be able to uh, sp- speed in motorcades down the middle and get away with it. Right. Exactly. Well, if they did, they'd have to pay for it. There you go. 
And, you know, they just can't steal the money from us fast enough to cover everything. So they'll just take over the whole system of roads. But they had what you would expect. I mean, traffic light goes out. There were stop signs, but it was backed up. And, and apparently it was, you know, like 30 minutes to get through this intersection. Now, when when I like my understanding of, of, of economics and Austrian economics always forces me to consider the, the costs, the unseen costs, sure. the, the seen through the broken window fallacy, which I'm sure most of your listeners are, are familiar with. You should yeah, uh, like, lay it on out. All right. Well, the broken window fallacy is that a broken window is good for the economy because when the window is broken, the glassmaker gets a little more business. Never forget, you know, forgetting the fact that if the glassmaker wasn't if those economic resources weren't going towards repairing something broken, they would be going to creating something new and innovative and enhancing quality of life instead of maintaining it as it was. Major economists back up this uh, this fallacy that Paul all the Krugman time is uh, war is good for the economy. Right, the suggestion that war is good for the economy. If so, our economy should be booming. No kidding. If it was good for the for your economy to have broken things, go set your car on fire. You'll, you'll be a millionaire. Yeah, it, 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 this is well. This is why I love. Car- Calling Austrian economists really like counter economists because it seems that the, the the modern school of economics has been to justify government intervention, justify crazy things like the broken window theory. So uh, when when I hear stuff like this, traffic was backed up for more than a mile and it took more than thirty minutes to get through this intersection. What is the loss of manpower? What is loss? What is all the people, people power? What is the loss There's of one or of two hours people, you know, in each of these cars, and each of them loses a half an hour? What could they be doing as, to produce something for the economy in this time? Exactly. Frame? So here, so as an Austrian, I have to think to myself: Well, multiply that out, and the cost of this traffic light going down is really removing, in this case. Tens of thousands of dollars, probably. I mean, one day of a traffic light being down, taking all these hour, productive hours out of the economy. I think you're guessing low. That, well, I, I'm being conservative here. Being Very. conservative. All right. So tens of thousands of dollars. Okay. Compared to the cost of, say, having a traffic light system that's reliable, if we had a free market, some service provider would go, geez, that's a no-brainer. Let's invest a little more in the technology to make this a little more reliable. Or, or in this case, if it goes out, let's have the freaking manpower there. Can we manage that much? So a guy goes out seeing this just out of the kindness of his heart, or maybe out of his shared frustration with me from the Austrian economic perspective, although I Could doubt be. it, he went out there and said uh, he, he got a bright orange shirt and some orange traffic flags and started directing traffic. Wow, he went prepared. So I know. he's very unlikely to I get know. run over and smushed. Well, I don't know. Apparently, apparently, it's safer, according to the cops, it's safer to let the traffic back up, which means that if you don't have but a gun why do on they your put the cops out there, if, because if you don't have a gun on your hip and a badge on your chest and proper training, you are not equipped to safely direct traffic. Mark, you should know that. Actually, I'm a volunteer firefighter. They've never trained me to uh, <laughs> to direct traffic. They give me a yellow vest and say go direct traffic, and in fact, I do it. It's the only thing practically I'm good for there at the uh, at the, the the fire department. I give. Do you need CPR? No. Do you need traffic directed? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm out of here. That, that, that actually might be more dangerous than what this guy did because you were volunteering to fight fires and do things that you would were hopefully being trained for. This guy, at least uh, with his own initiative, was confident that he thought he knew what he was doing and could help out. And, and you know what happened? I would guess that they ticketed him. Yeah. 
as he said, I don't know if this ticket is for fifty or a four hundred dollars. It's a small price to pay for the greater good. And if you think about it, in terms of the lost productivity, yeah, fifty to four hundred dollars compared to all that time spent, all that productivity lost, insignificant. But I, I love just what this reveals about the nature yeah, of government. Also, it shows uh, what it, it you know no good deed shall go unpunished yep. is what it shows this guy. Hey, whoa, whoa! Don't watch out! Don't watch out for your neighbor. That's what the government does, and we basically <laughs> tell them your neighbor to go screw themselves. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. SpendBitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your Bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend Bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. Sacral toll-free call in line with Mark. And Adam, who's (laughs) not paying attention as he should be. (laughs) On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, or barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources. They, uh, They are the sister company to Genesis Communications Network, which is our syndicate. And... That way we can bring you some really great rates on gold and silver coins and pieces. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. Gold and silver, I believe they're poised to make a lot, make holders of them a lot more money. You need to scrimp and save now for gold and silver so that you'll have it when you need it. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Adam, we were talking about this uh, poor fella who got uh, a ticket for... Trying to do a favor for his fellow man, trying to take care of a, a traffic light that was out and direct traffic through, and I'm sure he was doing a fine job of it. But, but he was really guilty of making the government look bad. Yeah, I think that's what he was guilty of. Yep, uh, the, the government doesn't like it when you go in and get involved in their business. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just because we couldn't get a cop out there doesn't mean that you have the right to go out there, citizen. What were you thinking? And it's... It's all so silly. <laughs> I mean, when I think of how, uh, you know, I, I'm a volunteer firefighter, so I've got the government sanction, right, yes. to uh, direct traffic. I have never had any instruction whatsoever in traffic directing. None. They're like, get out there and direct traffic. But I have the... I have Do they the, at least give you white gloves and a whistle? No. <sighs> You've got nothing. I would, I would pay for a picture of that. They gave me a, 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 a vest. It's a reflective vest that I should uh, wear so that I don't get smushed. <laughs> and... That's all the training I had. This guy clearly came with his own vest and his own uh, little directing flags. He was better equipped than you were. He was better equipped than me, and some for By some two reason, orange reflective flags. That's Mark. right. And you know, somehow because I have the aura of legitimacy cast upon me by the uh, the, the the town government where I live, well, that's then it's just okay. So that's here in Keene. You're a volunteer firefighter. I do not live in Keene. Uh, oh, that's proper. right. Uh, I left that to uh, I left that to Ian to pay those really high property taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I save half by just living just uh, about eight miles from the studio. So that's but, but you're a volunteer firefighter then for the county for or the town. For, for the town mm-hmm. of I, I I prefer not to share. My oh town. oh, 
from an undisclosed location. A top secret crack force of volunteer firefighters headed by Mark Edge. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're, they're nothing like that. <laughs> Who occasionally go out and direct traffic when when signals go down. Yep. So I mean, I think this poor poor fella. I mean, it's it's so sad. And all he was trying to do was make life easier. And like you said, this is and make life more productive. People waiting a half an hour at these stoplights for nothing. And a fuse blown. I mean, the, you just think a company in charge of this could not possibly, possibly allow the service to their customers of providing public roads, transportation to be so compromised by something so insignificant. It just doesn't business sense. It is so counterintuitive to say, no, something's going to go down and cause all of our customers a major hassle and make their days miserable. And no, I, you know, it just our bottom line. Nah, you know, we can't afford the to get that fuse fixed or, or send someone out there to direct the traffic. It's just nah. Private you can put it in those no terms. It, oh, yeah. it's impossible. But no, you you had a story you wanted to share too uh, about the the Baja Musa inquiry, and this is a well, story I hadn't heard of come out, out of Iraq, but. I actually, um, I really want to. I wanted to get your opinion on on this particular story that I have here. It's uh, apparently they're going to stop um, giving the re- early retirement to military folks. Ah, uh, yes. And this is, it, it's kind of interesting. The one thing the military well, we, has is the benefits. Right. Well, we got to back up because because when we talk about we talked about counter recruiting earlier, and a big part of counter recruiting is talking about all of the lies that recruiters tell you. And I know I was a recruiter's assistant when I was in the Marines for for several months. And, um, you know, most recruiters have enough integrity to not, like, really flat-out lie, but they're gross exaggerations and misrepresentations. And when they say, oh, your college will be paid for, it's there's a lot of fine print to that, and you have to pay in, and if you this or that, you're disqualified. I mean, it's ridiculous. But the one thing that the recruiters tell you that generally holds true, and that's what this is about, you do 20 years of active service in the military, you get a retirement check for the rest of your life. And, and what's that as a percentage of your, um, your I, I forget it, but it depends. And okay. you know, I, I think in part it depends on what you, it was never an option for me. Um, first of all, I was, I was a reservist. I did six years reserves with about three years of active duty time, including my time in Iraq. But this is, this is the one thing, but you think about it, this is a, this was a big incentive and, and, and you know, people respond to incentives. Sure. They do. You talk to a guy who's got no job prospects, no hope of, of, you know, they're they're looking at they, they, they you look at a guy out of high school, thinking, I got my high school sweetheart, I got my ambition, but I, you know, at least I want I want to be able to start a family, a you know, most natural biological drive that we have, and they go, crap, there's just, it's looking at the economy, looking at the job skills that I gained from my wonderful government high school experience, it's it's not really a possibility, but you know what, I could suck it up, I could go to boot camp, I could. I, I know they'll take you if you're 33rd percentile on the ASVAB, the Armed Services so Vocational, Vocational Aptitude, Aptitude Battery, um, and I, I, can, I can hold my breath for 20 years, and I can come out, and I could, I could support a – I could get a schmuck job that barely even pays after that. I got health care for life, yep. and that is one of the benefits. It's, it's a huge it's, benefit. That really holds true. Because you can't really tell a high school student about – retirement at 65 but you can totally tell them about 38 yes i mean you can they can really get retire at 38 
eight. And they, they hear these numbers. They start getting these numbers thrown at them at what this retirement would be like. And they've never earned more than $300 a week up at this point. So you can imagine that they, <laughs> they, they find that very You're motivating. You're get more than that for doing nothing. nothing. And, you know, get me a check. Wow. All well, I have to do is 20 years. I get a check. Well, here's where this is really interesting, though, because it, that 20-year mark. Remember, your most, most enlistment periods are in four-year increments. So when you first enlist, it's four years. And for most guys, you know, eight they're they're enlisting between eighteen and twenty, twenty two, something like sure. that. So four years, they're not ready. They don't, you know, after four years, they don't have any transferable skills. Right. You know, most you know, <laughs> I can sh- I can throw a grenade and I can shoot a rifle. <laughs> can you do that for the private sector? It's not like well, he's been able to go out and look for a job either. Nobody's Blackwater. recruiting him, right? right? Well, Blackwater might, but only if they're special services, <laughs> special forces. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. They're they they need a lot of bodies now because remember, every time Obama pulls a troop, a troop. Yeah. Anytime Obama pulls a soldier out of Iraq, he's got to replace him with a private contractor. That's pretty much it, keep, right? To, which actually costs more, so they get more money going through the government but system. But it looks better way. for him. Yes, because then there's less troops. Uh, but for the guy that the, a lot of guys sort of seem to get sucked into this. Oh, four years, eh, they're 26, you know, or or younger. They're 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 22 to 26. Then they're in that range, and it's like, well. You know, I I haven't finished my college yet that I thought I was going to do because they've kept me so darn busy. Yeah, because the recruiter said, you know, I could do correspondence classes and I could do classes in my spare time when I'm on base. And well, it didn't quite. I'll better sign up for another four. You get to eight years and it's like, oh, well, now I got a little rank. I'm making decent money. I still haven't quite finished that college yet. But okay, fine. I'll do one more. You get past that 10 year mark. Oh, man, you're in for 20. Yeah, I mean, if you're at 10 years, why wouldn't you stay for 20 at that point? It really makes one makes one wonder. Well, the crazy thing is I hear, as, as an activist, I hear from guys in the service all the time who go, I woke up, but I'm eight years from retirement. And it's like, oh, okay, fine, fine. You know, get your get your pension and then you can be a full-time activist. And and in the meantime, keep, uh, you know, brewing that dissent in the ranks. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even, I wouldn't even know what to suggest. I mean, to me... What's most important is getting the philosophy. I understand why people sort of feel convicted, as it were, about uh, you know where they're working and things like that. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I would have very difficult time continuing to stay in the military. But at the same time, you're talking about I'm eight years from getting out. Whoa, that's I, I can see why it's tough. Uh, going on with the story here from uh, uh, USAToday.com, U.S. Infantry. Uh, Officers at a combat base um, here in the border with Pakistan gripped about, griped about uh, changes being proposed to the military's retirement program, part of a broad effort to cut government spending. Says, I signed a contract with the Army. And I can't, you know, they can change that contract? Well, I can't change that contract. Why can they? Says Master Sergeant William Murphy. That about, was in the fine print. It actually said that. It does say that in the fine print. <laughs> and this is about a new program to bring to substitute retirement with a 401k plan. What do you think? 855-450-3733. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org.
Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Give us a call. We might be able to squeeze you in before the end of the hour. Are you on any medications? Are you getting your meds at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get your meds at discounts as high as 70% off. And they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. You can uh, click on become a member there on the left-hand side of the page or call the telephone number that they have at meds.freetalklive.com. Their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step of the way. They do third-party certification to make sure that there are no counterfeit drugs and you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. Before we get back into the article here, Adam, let's go to Shane in California. Shane? What's going on? I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to say hi to Adam up there. Um, I've been a big fan for a while, watching the show on RT, and I just wanted to say it's too bad they got canceled. I really like that show. Well, as a door closes, another opens, and you knew I wasn't going to be shutting up, right? <laughs> of course, of course. Well, I'm I'm and- I'm I'm very excited about what's coming next, actually. But all I can say for now is that Adam versus the Man will be returning in a daily production format within a, a week or two. I appreciate the support. Thank you very much, man. Keep up the fight. Amen. Thanks, Shane. So um, going on with the article here from – this is from USA Today. It looks like they're, they've unplay, un, the government has unveiled a plan last month that would end time-honored life pension for those that retire at 20 years from the military and replace it with a 401k – that would uh, the program that would pay benefits after turning sixty to sixty five. So all the benefits that one would get from you know if you started thirty eight thirty eight uh, to sixty are lost, and that's a lot of darn benefits. Oh yeah, it, it, you know a lot of guys have used those kind of benefits to springboard into you know starting starting their own little companies and and that kind of thing. They can you, they can take bigger risks because well they've got they've got money coming in. Guaranteed income. And you can imagine how this is making. And this isn't – we're not talking about the guys who sign up today getting the new pension uh, program, the 401k program. We're talking about them just switching it right now. And I've got well, – they're, they're saying that like – so if I was 39 years old, I had just finished 20 years in the service. In my first year of military retirement, I would stop getting paid until I turned 65. Is that what they're talking about? Uh, basically, there are um, there are different. I, as I understand there's it, there's still different proposals being considered, right? Right. I, okay. I don't think it would be for the guy who's going to walk out the door next year. But um, this is what uh, Major David Espern, 35, says with 12 years of service. Um, I love the military. I love my job. But right now, if this new plan goes gets into place, there's no financial incentive I'm for me out to of stay here. <laughs> right? He's like, I'm I'm leaving. And See, all those guys I was telling you about in that eight to twelve years in range, going, I just I'm only eight years from retirement. Got to reenlist. There's uh, at this point, it's difficult to say what their actual plan is, but they're um, they're talking about doing something. And somebody, whether it's the guy at 19 years or the guy at 12 years, somebody's going to get screwed. And as far as I'm concerned, the people that signed that contract... Well, it's not a contract now. It's not a contract? No, it's not a contract. In in fact, uh, it's only unofficially referred to as an enlistment contract. And USMC stands for, you know, you signed the mother effing contract <laughs> but um it's it's an enlistment document and it is there's actually a, in the fine print at the bottom something that says to the effect all the terms conditions and promises 
you, you know, uh, in this agreement are subject to change at any time without any notice to you whatsoever. That uh, they, well, okay, so that's despicable too. Uh, that they would uh, you know sig- prefer something that looks like a contract, but it's not a contract because they can do whatever they want with it. But you can't, right? And that these guys go in with the expectation of getting retirement in twenty years, and then they just change that on them. I mean, that's that's a terrible way to screw somebody. If they're going to change this, then they need to change it starting you know next month on the first or whatever, and then everybody who comes in after that gets the 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 but, uh, but Mark, retirement Mark, program. You're, you're suggesting that the violent monopolists of government also have some integrity. I mean, uh, can aren't you setting the expectations a little high for I, these all scumbags? All I want from, from my government is accountability, right? And you just don't get it. At any turn ever ever and that's really the the problem that's why i have uh, moved farther and farther from the idea that government can administrate anything because they have no accountability the people that are doing this lying are never going to be held to account they're never going to have to pay money out of their pocket they're never going to spend a day in jail and the guys that uh, you know the guys on down the line are just going to get s on and this line from obama oh i just inherited this mess you know that's why they, they always enact legislation that sounds great that they know is going to be terrible that comes into effect right when they're out of office but there's back to the story there's there's a much bigger implication for this here i think that that i i think i'm encouraged by this and in, in as, as, as a libertarian I, and, okay. and i want i want to give our audience tonight a, uh, something something positive to end on for all of you who as reasonable compassionate human beings who despise war as you should and i say this as a combat veteran it's encouraging to see that the puppet masters if you can call them that, are no longer able to even take care of their favored class of the imperial enforcers, the ground troops of the U.S. military. We were able to, uh, they were able to suck them in with these grandiose promises. And the one big one that they were able to keep was this retirement after 20 years promise. And now the gig is up. The money's just not there. They're facing reality, and they can't keep this going. Now, yeah, maybe I'm going a little far with this, trying to see no, something hopeful it. here. That is but it. it's the start of something big. It, well, it shows that you know they're they're cutting in ridiculous and crazy ways. It's a big crack in the dam. But I I gotta say about you know when you're talking about a 55 year old guy, how useful are they um in the, in the military? I don't <laughs> frankly know. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Uh, I mean, I can see it for say officers. You see the old guys in the mm-hmm. in the movie as officers. But what about the enlisted? Guys, I mean, are the master sergeants at fifty-five? Are they particularly valuable? I mean, are there any fifty-five-year-old master sergeants? Yeah, no, there? there are, there are, and, and they're they're very capable, you know, in their role as senior staff NCO leadership. Um, there, there is a role for that. But if they say now it's like a normal job and you have to stay forty years to retire, then they're going to have a lot of people that aren't capable of carrying rucks and rifles that they're not going to know what to do with. Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering what's that going to be like. You know, do they are they going to force people out and then say, hey, you'll get your retirement when we give it to you? Live on the street till then? Because well, there's a lot of problem with homeless vets. It's it's also possible, and and maybe this is a little more realistic as opposed to optimistic. That the other thing this is reflective of is that the muscle in the military 
literally the muscle is becoming less relevant because of technology. You know, the Air Force is upping the numbers and the Marine Corps is going to be, or the Army at least, is going to be lowering the personnel numbers. And this is one of the ways they do that. And the implication of this would be that there would be a sort be of pretty successful. <laughs> force realignment. You get those older enlisted soldiers that can just be button pushers or, you know, barnacle scrubbers and it doesn't matter if they're 40 or if they're 20 they're just you know not even people that we need to be spirited defenders of something in a physical sense like real warriors in any way they're just some kind of button pusher paper shuffler and that's the modern military right, that's what it's going to become the guys that run the predators they're not fighter pilots i mean they're just yeah who cares if your predator drone joystick operator is 20 or 40 well you want him to be 20 because you then he grew up doing it playing he doesn't have games. to handle g's right he doesn't wear the aviator glasses <laughs> right he's not playing volleyball with a shirt off <laughs> let's go to tay in louisiana tay hey what's up mark how you doing what's happening man it's been a long time listening this is my very first time calling calling from louisiana Excellent. You guys are listening to the to the debate on CNN. What's your Ron impression? Paul actually, he got booed, man. Ron Paul just got booed oh, for what? <laughs> yeah, he got booed for uh, saying pretty much what you said in the uh, the other other night show. He was talking about the real reason why nine uh, eleven happened. Well, you know, you remember the nine eleven conspiracy show you had the other day? Yep. Uh, they asked a question about that. Rick Santorum said, I can't believe you just had on your website, Ron, that uh, that uh, you think the United States actually caused 9-11. Was this like a replay of Ron. Giuliani, Paul, from last time? I'm sorry? Remember what? Giuliani, when he was running in 2008, had that incident about the same thing? He demanded that Ron Paul apologize? Um, it was, well... <laughs> He didn't really get a chance. Ron Paul really didn't get a chance to explain himself because he was kind of covered up by all the booze. It's crazy. Um, this is I at the Tea Party event. I mean, all these people that supposedly want small government. Ron Paul is, uh, as qu- quoted uh, the, the Daily Show, Tea Party patient zero. And <laughs> this just so- shows how far they've gotten from their roots. Tay, I appreciate the call. It's been Free Talk Live with Mark and Adam. They say our love is taboo. That what we're doing is wrong But I don't care what they say Cause my love is so strong They tell us we should be ashamed We're not husband and wife But I cherish each moment with you I'm so glad you're in my life My prison bitch, my prison bitch, you're not like other men. I'm glad we share a prison cell when lights go out at ten. I can't escape the way I feel, now that would be a crime. As long as I am doing you, I don't mind doing time. Cause you're my prison bitch, my prison bitch, and I have no regrets. I got you for a candy bar and a pack of cigarettes At first you were resistant, but now you are my friend I knew that I would get you in the end Oh, 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 prison bitch 
I guess that you were sent from up above. Yeah. Prison bitch. Prison bitch. And now you are my prisoner. Oh, I'm your prison bitch. Your prison bitch. And you're a sex machine. Uh-huh. I only have but one request. How about some Vaseline? Shut up. Can hardly wait. Prison bitch, prison bitch. When I get out, I'm ready to go straight. You're my prison bitch, my prison bitch. I'll never say goodbye. You're not like all the others. Too bad they had to die. On second thought, I think I'll stay. You want me to Your prison bitch Is never Leaving you At first you were my cellmate But now you're my soulmate So come here baby Come here Oh no not again Now I know why they call you a hard criminal Hang on You're about to find out why they call this The Pokey 